This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. My name is Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> uh, shit, but let's not talk about that. Uh, so, uh, other than uh, watching wrestling with me this week, what have you done? We watched a movie, and we watched wrestling this week. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about that a little later, but wrestling, right. Uh, we watched Impact, and it was actually really, really good. What the hell? Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> I, I've told you this a long time now. Uh, I, will, I watch uh, Impact every uh, week. I love Impact. It's very good. Yeah, but it's, they just uh, haven't seen a pay-per-view in a long time like, because they don't really have yeah. pay-per-views all that much. And uh, I watched it and it was good. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I might find it on uh, TV this week if I can find out where it is. <laughs> if I have the channel that it's on, I guess is a big problem. Right. Or you could uh, <clears throat> take a pirate. Right. You would think that it, would be something you could do, but I can't seem to find it anywhere because nobody seems to want to upload it because nobody's watching it. Right. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe you should ask your very good friend Fro about that because he has a very good place where he finds impact. Okay. Mhm. Maybe you should ask him. Hey, if you like uh, the podcast uh, that you're listening to, uh, sharing this podcast is for free. Do it on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, TikTok, uh, WhatsApp, uh, let's see, uh, Botten. Uh, yeah, that's all I can think of. Mines, which is a new social media thing, uh, Going what? Sure. Mines? Mines. Yeah, that's like a new thing. Right. How do you spell that? M-I-N-E-S? Yeah, right. Okay. What is this uh, multimedia platform all about? I actually I have, have no idea. I'm, I think it's like a... Uh, it's an app for, like, creators. Okay. That's what I was doing. Never, ever heard. Never ever heard of it in my entire fucking life. What a weird thing. Yeah, um, there has been absolutely no news, Elias, uh, this week. 
I, I feel like uh, before we go into the, uh, the news, it's almost a little strange because um, I had a serious talk with somebody about uh, the election going on in the States. And uh, uh, she lives in the Dominic of, uh, uh, or the Republic of Domico, Dom, Domanico. It's very hard for me to say. I don't even know what that uh, is. One of the sm- uh, it's one of the small islands uh, out of uh, like the uh, by Jamaica there and things like that. It's down there somewhere. Don't okay. ask anywhere. Sure. Anyway, uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, and she, <laughs> she, uh, we were talking about Bernie Sanders, and uh, and um, uh, she said to me, "Why, why is he so, so low, love, low? Jesus Christ! I, my English is totally gone this week. I speak spoken too much Norwegian. Why is his numbers so low?" On many of the uh, new polls they have, like he's number four or five, uh, shouldn't he be a candidate that uh, should get higher poll numbers? And then I ask you, why do you think he's polling as low as he has? Uh, He's tied for second. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I guess maybe, uh, well, he's tied for a second now. Yes. And actually, he may actually be in second. Because, well, depending on which polls you look at, but aggregate, if you look at the aggregates, uh, he's tied for second. Like 21% right. uh, with Elizabeth Warren. 21, 22%, somewhere around there. Joe Biden's still in the lead, but very, very slightly with like 23, 24, where he was at like around 30, 34. Uh, He's dropped a lot uh, after the whole uh, Ukraine thing. He dropped a ton. He lost a lot of support after that and after the debate. And then uh, we're going to have to see what happens in the next week because all the polls we've seen up till now were uh, created before what we're about to talk about. So right. in the next few weeks, we're going to see his numbers rise and rise and rise. Is that's what's going to happen? I think, I think one of the polls she she mentioned that I uh, I don't have this totally uh, uh, on paper, but I think maybe she mentioned she saw an NBC NBC poll or something. MSNBC, okay. Uh, yeah. That he was slow on that, maybe. I maybe they don't use the same poll numbers uh, uh, on every well news network. Looking Not at sure. you can you can't just look at one poll is the problem. You need to right. look at all the poll and a- the aggregate is taking all the polls, combining them and making an average an aggregate poll, and then you see uh, over the course of all the polls who is. Uh, somewhat in the lead, right? That's more accurate than looking at one poll and then saying, oh, this is the right poll or that's the right poll. You look at the aggregate and decide who's in the lead. That's generally a better idea when it comes to polling. Still not 100% accurate, but um, 
as of yeah, right, as of right now, him and Elizabeth Warren are definitely uh, taking over the two leadership spots. But I think I, I think I think I said that like four months ago that this was going to happen, that Joe Biden mm-hmm. was going to fall off. Now, uh, I, I think I think one of the reasons why I don't trust polls are if you, we look at the aggregate polls around Trump, uh, uh, according to him and Hillary, he was going to win the election and everybody like before before the votes even like came in said that Trump would lose heftily, like he didn't have any chance in hell to win according to polls. So I think that's my argument against polls. Like, should we trust polls or shouldn't, shouldn't we? I think it, it, it depends on what the, which poll and uh, what you're looking at as far as polling goes. Because especially in 2016, when it came to the primary and you saw Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders versus Hillary Clinton and they showed the polls and, uh, oh, uh, this number of super delegates are supporting Hil- Hillary, but all those people, all those super delegates were supporting her before any anybody even voted in their state. Uh, right. Is that an accurate poll? No, it's clearly not an accurate poll. So you de- it depend. You have to just understand that uh, some polls are going to be biased, some polls aren't, and look at the the overall average of polls and go off that and it's still not going to be 100 percent accurate no matter what and people are going to get things wrong um because polling is just a sample we've got millions of people and you're picking a th- you're taking a thousand people and saying oh this is what a thousand people think uh we're mm-hmm. gonna we're mm-hmm. gonna expand that to a million people it's never going to be accurate right is it a little like four out of five dentists recommend this toothpaste thing of thing I as mean, well? Is it a little like that? that? That is, they're polling. Yes, it's the exact same thing. Right, right. Anyway, uh, but yeah, we, we talked about it. And, and uh, I said one of the things that I think is going to turn this around is when Alexandra Otas Cortez comes out and supports Bernie Sanders. And guess what? She did. And tell me a little about that. That's right. Uh, Bernie Sanders addressed a crowd of 26,000 people. This was the biggest crowd so far. The the next biggest crowd anybody's had in the Democratic field is Elizabeth Warren with around around 20,000, a little under. Um, He had 26,000 plus people, as I'm to understand, or... What I saw was 25, I think it was 25,876 was like the final count, okay. but they had to turn people away uh, because they there were too many people coming into the area. It was a public wow. park, Fro. They had to turn people wow. away from a public park. <laughs> the police did because there were too many people. Uh, they're saying if, you know, if all the people that wanted to go went, it would have been over 30,000 people uh, for sure. Um cool. Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders addressed a raucous crowd on Saturday uh, as he showcased showcased two high-profile endorsements, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and filmmaker Michael Moore, uh, in his first Mm -hmm. rally since his heart attack earlier this month, um, surrounded by nearly 26,000 supporters uh, in New York. Sanders seemed energized by the enthusiastic show of force. 
He says, I am, uh, I am more than ready to carry on with the epic struggle, struggle that we face today. I am more than ready to assume the office of President of the United States. Uh, Saturday, Ocasio-Cortez backed Sanders, describing him as the one who can make change happen. In 2016, he fundamentally changed politics in America, she said, before in introducing uh, the Vermont senator. She says, uh, we right now have one of the best Democratic presidential primary fields in a generation, and much of that is thanks to the work of Bernie Sanders. I actually would uh, kind of agree to that. There's more more people in the Democratic race that I would support this time than it was last time, that's for sure. <laughs> I just think... I guess that... I saw the... Yeah. Uh, did you see the Nina Turner uh, speech at this uh, rally? No. Nina Turner did this great no. speech where she was saying... Uh, actually, here it is. Uh, Turner spoke to a div diverse crowd about other Democratic candidates uh, and why other Democratic candidates could not produce the same results as Sanders. Uh, there are many copies, she said, pointing, uh, pointedly not mentioning any other candidate by name, but there is only one original. I don't know why you'd mm -hmm. take a copy when you can have the original, is what she said. I, and that's really what it is. It's like mm -hmm. all these people are just trying to copy Sanders, and that's why we go, oh, yeah, uh, I agree with their policies, but they're all just a copy of Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All. They're like, oh, I'm going to take Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All and change it a tiny bit. Uh, you know, each person has a little change that they want to do or whatever uh, of the Democratic right. candidates, but it's all just a copy, you know? Why would you want to copy? Yeah. No, I totally agree. I I think he looked fucking awesome in this. I I saw some videos of him. Uh, I I th I thought he looked very healthy. To just had the heart attack. I just I thought mean, it was amazing to see looked... that many people out. Oh yeah. Um, it definitely had to do with the. Uh, Ocasio Cortez endorsement that definitely brought a ton of people out. It helped that it was right. in New York, where Ocasio Cortez and Bernie are from. So that helped. I mean, if he would have went and done a rally in the middle of Alabama, I don't think he would have got as big of a crowd, right? Uh, right? That's a little bit of a caveat we have to put in there this to be unbiased. But <clears throat> still, biggest Democratic rally so far. And I think this article is correct when it says Bernie's back. You know, this is the 2016 yeah, Bernie we remember where there were crowds of 20,000 yeah. people every weekend. Yeah. The problem with this is that 90% of them are Russians. So I, I, we, we can't really count them. Right. They bu The Russians bust all those people to this rally. That's true. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Conspiracy Theory One Hundred One. Ninety percent of them were Russians. Yeah, they all they were tricked by a Russian Facebook account to go to the Bernie Sanders rally. <laughs> all of them hate Star Wars but love Bernie Sanders. Right, exactly. Uh, that that would be a very fun poll to see how many that support Bernie Sanders hated The Last Jedi. 
<laughs> and, yeah, and of course, uh, the new uh, WWE video game uh, is actually a really good game, but the Russians uh, told us it was a bad game. So. <laughs> oh, I've seen so many things about that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the reason why I bring up Russia, fucking hell, why did you have to mention that game? Um, uh, is because Hillary Clinton thinks Russia will back Tulsi Gabbard? To he help Trump stay in power? Wait, 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 wait. Let me let me read that one more time. That can't be true. Let's see. Hillary Clinton thinks Russia will back This makes absolutely no sense. Well let's listen to what Hillary actually has to say. Uh actually I'll go into it really quick. Uh in an interview on, uh, we're going to go into the video right after this from, uh, in an interview on a podcast of former Obama campaign manager David Plouffe, Clinton expressed her concerns about possible ru Russian interference in the two tw 2020 election. Uh, Hillary Clinton said this week that Re Representative Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii is likely to be groomed by Moscow as a third-party candidate. <laughs> candidate. I can't even say it without laughing. Uh, especially after last week and everything that we talked about last week with the... Remember the guy, the video of the guy that, that got deleted? It was like uh, the very yep. last thing we talked about on the news last week. I can't help but look back yep. at that and go, who actually attacked that guy? <laughs> right? That's what I, I started know. thinking. I uh, but let's go and look at what The View thinks about uh, Hillary Clinton uh, calling... Actually, we're going to be able to hear the actual clip of Clinton in this as well, but um, mm -hmm. calling Tulsi Gabbard and Jill Stein a Russian agent, or Russian asset, I should say. So go ahead and give me a countdown for all. Yes. In three, two, one. Play. I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic primary and are grooming her to be... Grooming her. I, I love the She's word the grooming. Mm. They have a bunch of you know, sites and bots and other uh, ways of supporting her so Clearly far. she knows what she's uh, talking about. That didn't sound vague at all. I, that, that's assuming Jill Stein will give no. up. No. Sites and bots and, you know, she's other things. also a Russian uh, asset. Did you know that Jill Stein is not running? Says she's clearly talking about <laughs> candidate Tulsi Gabbard, and some other candidates are defending Tulsi getting called out like this. So what did you think when you heard that? I mean, for me, honestly, you know, I mean, Hillary's been dead on with so many things. She told oh, us yeah. about Russia. She told us about the probable mm -hmm. interference during the debate. She was Secretary of State. She has deep knowledge about world issues. I what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, I've often said that Tulsi mm -hmm. um, is sort of the Trojan horse in this. I mean, she's... You've often said that? Wait, how, what? Um, yet she's still in the race. You have her... Uh, being touted. She's often been saying this. Um, Fox News personalities like uh, Tucker mm -hmm. Carlson. I want to look at this lady's like eyes, bro. She's by, reading. You know, by sort of the Russian. David Duke. David if you look at her eyes, she, she looks she down and she's reading a script. That, but she's never renounced Wait, the, the she'll look off to the right. Russian support. There have been about 20 Russian bot <laughs> websites that have supported her mm -hmm. since she's announced her her run for the presidency. She I mean, tweeted back and called Hillary a warmonger. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... That doesn't yeah. do anything for me. She hasn't. Libya. 
She hasn't denied it. Hasn't denied it. Of course so not. it's true. Say that. Mm -hmm. She's just going after Hillary. Mm -hmm. And like you said, oh, Hillary was yeah. right about almost everything. <coughs> She's been exonerated. Everything. Since that they pulled she was exonerated pro on the emails. Uh, so, you know, we'll cover that in a minute. <laughs> exonerated on the emails. She said that also, uh, Tulsi. I don't buy that either. I don't think Hillary wants to, wants to go through it again. So I, I think that there's something. I don't say that Tulsi is an agent i just think that she could be a useful idiot the way what wow how, how is this not what? slander how is this not slander say oh look a useful idiot let's play this mm -hmm. and another point okay we're gonna stop there <sighs> oh so this is what the this is what you know the mainstream people are telling this is like the morning show for uh you know housewives or whatever that they're this is what they're telling those people yeah. uh the the brainwashed masses i guess you could say ab about this whole thing not mentioning that i think the real reason this is happening the real reason uh she's trying to smear gabbard is because gabbard came out and supported bernie in 2016 uh yep. against the dnc before way before the WikiLeaks emails came out proving that the DNC was doing something wrong. Way before this, Tulsi Gabbard left the DNC to support Bernie Sanders because she knew things were being done wrong there. She she was like uh, way ahead of the game when it came to calling out the DNC on their bullshit. Um, and it was one of the reasons we knew before the WikiLeaks emails even came out that there was something wrong going on was Tulsi Gabbard. And I think Hillary Clinton has never let that go. I don't know. What do you think? I I think we should listen to uh, the video that I sent you that Tulsi Gabbard responded on Twitter. We have time to do that, don't we? Okay, I found the video. Are you ready to watch it? Uh, yeah, I think hopefully the volume's okay. Go ahead. Give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. People warned me in 2016 that my endorsement of Bernie Sanders would be the end of my quote-unquote political career. They said Clinton will never forget that she and her rich and powerful friends, her wow. allies in politics and in the media mm -hmm. will make Did you sure see the destroyed. WikiLeaks email about this? hit pieces full of mm -hmm. smears against me from day one of this campaign. They've tried to destroy my reputation and my lifetime of service because I stood up to them. I've spent over 16 years of my life proudly serving in the Army National Guard. I still serve as a major today. I volunteered to deploy to the Middle East twice. I've served in Congress now for nearly seven years, serving on the Foreign Affairs Committee, the Armed Services Committee, the Homeland Security Committee, and I am not afraid to openly express my love for our country. That is the most fucked up part, is that portray me as a traitor, mm -hmm. the McCarthyism of this whole thing. And in fact, that's exactly the message that they want to get across to you. That if you stand up against Hillary and the party power brokers, if you stand up to the rich and powerful elite and the war machine, they will destroy you and discredit your message. But here is the truth. They will not intimidate us. They will not silence us. We are not here just to protest their corruption. I am running for president to take the Democratic Party and our country back from the corrupt elite. I'm running for president to bring about a new Democratic Party and new leadership that will fight for peace, fight for the people and protect our planet. So I want to ask every single one of you to join me in speaking truth to power. 
Don't be afraid. Let's root out the corruption in our party and our country. Join me to end the war machine stranglehold over our leaders and ensure that our government is truly of the people, by the people, and for the people. Okay. So that's what Tulsi Gabbard mm -hmm. said. You know what? I think, believe it or not, Fro, this is more... It's definitely attack on Tulsi Gabbard, right? But I think this is more of mm -hmm. an attack on Bernie Sanders than people realize. You know? Do you know why? Why is that? Because no. Hillary Clinton came out with this uh, attack on Tulsi Gabbard at the exact same mm -hmm. time that we found out AOC was endorsing Bernie Sanders and the same weekend oh, yeah. that this rally with AOC was happening. So instead of the news talking about 26,000 people going to a Bernie Sanders rally and AOC, one of the biggest, new, hottest, uh, up-and-coming, uh, you know, political figures in the Democratic Party endorsing Bernie Sanders, they're not talking about that. They're talking about Hillary Clinton versus Tulsi Gabbard. So it, I think yeah. it was a political move on Hillary Clinton's part to distract from Bernie Sanders doing really well believe it or not. Tulsi Gabbard clearly has no chance of becoming the, the Democratic nominee. That's undisputable, no. I think. Uh, do we like right. her? Yeah. Do I want? Do I think she would be a great yep. either vice president or secretary of state? I think either one would mm -hmm. be awesome. Uh, but she doesn't have a chance to win. <laughs> That's not something we're yeah. trying to defend here. But we're saying uh, Hillary Clinton coming out and calling her a Russian asset this is, I mean, we've been saying about the whole Russia thing for so long, and this, I think, may be the turning point where even Republicans are coming out to defend Tulsi Gabbard. CNN, yeah. I saw a thing on CNN where the people were like, uh, I think it was Aaron Burnett, they showed a clip of Hillary Clinton, and it comes back, and the two people, Van Jones and Aaron Burnett, on CNN were like, yeah, um... She sounds a little crazy. When CNN <laughs> is saying Hillary Clinton sounds crazy, you know there's been a shift in in what's going on in politics. Yeah, I think I think one of her biggest problems is is just that. Uh, I mean, I saw Fox News things about this as well uh, this week, uh, and Fox News talking about how awful they have been to to her as well. It's like. She's very liked by Republicans, and I don't really understand why. She's anti-war. I think that's they, the thing people I don't realize about Trump Republicans is they voted for Trump because he said he was gonna get out of war. Which we don't have the Syria thing right. in here, but the whole Syria thing we didn't cover because it was such a boondoggle in the sense that everybody was m the Democrats were mad that we were pulling troops out of a country. Number one, that's right. fucked up because Democrats should be anti-war. They shouldn't be pro-war. And then we find out that tr tr uh, Trump wasn't actually pulling them at all. He was just pulling them from Syria and sending them to Iraq, right? So yeah. Trump was always supposed to be the anti-war candidate for Trump supporters. That's why they love Tulsi Gabbard is because they're anti-war. That's what people don't realize about Trump people is that they're more anti-war than Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or Hillary Clinton. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's one of the answers. I also think that her very long army record is something that Republicans like. They respect they it. are very, like... Yeah, yeah they, respect they respect it. somebody yeah. who can speak from that uh, point of view and still be anti-war. She's somebody who is in the system. She's still... Yeah. 
she's still uh, part of the National Guard, and she's coming out right. against war, which is, you know, they respect that, um, and I respect that. I've always, I've respected her since she came out in support of Bernie Sanders, which she was the number two person at the DNC at the time, Fro. I don't think you realize that. Yeah. She And she quit because uh, they wouldn't let her support Bernie Sanders. She would probably be right. way up running way higher as a uh, presidential candidate right now if she had supported Hillary Clinton. Um, yeah. But Bernie Sanders came out to defend Tulsi Gabbard. Uh he was added to the list of lawmakers defending her uh, after Hillary Clinton made reference to the Russians grooming her. I, grooming mm. is such a... I mean, what do you think when you think of grooming, Fro? Because I think of, like... Pedophilia. Pedophilia. Pedophilia, right? Like, sexual predators yep. and things. And she's saying yep. that the Russians are grooming her? It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, uh, this is what Sanders tweeted on Monday. Tulsi has put her life on the line to defend this country. People can disagree on the issues, but it is outrageous for anyone to suggest that Tulsi is a foreign asset. Yeah, I mean, when Donald Trump supports you, <laughs> Donald Trump said, uh, so now crooked Hillary is it again. She's calling Congress man, woman, Tulsa Gabbard, a Russian favorite, and Jill Stein, a Russian asset, as you may have heard. I'm called a big Russian lover also. Actually, I like Russian people. I like all people. Hillary has gone crazy. You know, when when Donald Trump speaks the truth, you have a fucking problem there. Speaking of Jill Stein, we haven't talked at all about Jill Stein. We t- covered a lot of uh, Tulsi Gabbard, but it, because she's running for president, it's that it's very... Um, fitting to talk a lot about Tulsi Gabbard, what? but Jill Stein is not like Isn't you said, running. right? <laughs> yeah, but he's not running. But Has Hillary, Hillary Clinton fucking forgot that Jill Stein isn't running this she, time. I don't think she know. I don't think she knows. I think she's misinformed because <laughs> Hillary Clinton says uh, about Jill Stein, and that assuming Jill Stein will give it up. Which she might not, because right. she's also a Russian asset, said Clinton. Yeah, she's a Russian asset. I mean, totally. They know they can't win without a third-party candidate, so I don't know who who it's going to be, but I will guarantee you they will have a vigorous third-party challenge in key states. Right. She, does she, what? <laughs> she's still calling Jill Stein yeah. a Russian asset. She can't let this 2000... People cannot let this 2016 thing go. Was it last... Two weeks ago, I even said uh, I was called a sexist for voting for Jill Stein. And now, I'm a Russian asset as well. Sexist Russian asset. Yeah. Привет. <laughs> right. Actually, another thing we should mention is the the uh, tweet that Tulsi Gabbard actually sent out to Hillary Clinton. We didn't read that yet. Um, Tulsi Gabbard responded to uh, Clinton in a series of tweets saying, Great, thank you, Hillary Clinton. You, the queen of warmongers, embodiment of corruption, and the personification of rot that has sickened the Democratic Party for so long have finally come out from behind the curtain. Uh, and it goes on talking about the powerful, uh, you and your powerful allies in the corporate media and war machine uh, are afraid of the threat I pose. Uh, don't be cowardly and hi- hide behind proxies. Uh, join the race directly. 
I think she's talking about not only the media, but she's talking about other candidates in the race. Uh, right. Yeah, because some candidates have actually come out and gr agreed with Hillary Clinton, and some have not agreed, but yes. Right. Uh, but uh, talking about Clinton, 38 people have been cited for additions in Clinton email probe. What is this all about? Almost right. like she did something wrong or something. No. No, no, no. Uh, according to every other news source besides uh, the Associated Press, <laughs> uh, she, she was cleared of everything. Yeah, she didn't get in trouble for anything in the email pros. Pro, pro. I, I will. We will say that Clinton did not get in trouble, but the State Department has completed an internal investigation of the former St Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's use of private email and found violations by 38 people, some of who may face disciplinary action. The investigation, launched more than three years ago, determined that those 38 people were culpable in 91 cases of sending classified in information that ended up in Clinton's personal emails according to a letter sent by Re uh, Republican Chuck Grassley this week uh, and released Friday. The 38 and current the 38 are current and former State Department officials but were not identified. Although the report identified violations, it said the investigators had found no persuasive evidence of systematic deliberate mishandling of the classified information. However, it was also made clear that Clinton's use of private email had increased the vulnerability of classified information. <laughs> that doesn't sound like she didn't oh. do anything wrong to me. I don't know about you. That's oh. what CNN told me and MSNBC told me this week, that she didn't do anything wrong, but I'm pretty sure that just mm -hmm. said that she did. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. You're a sexist Russian, so That's what true. do you know? Yeah, I'm being paid in rubles to say this stuff from Associated <laughs> Press, which is clearly Associated Press run by the Russians. So, mm -hmm. such <laughs> such a Russian news source. It's a, they're Russian bots, is what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, there was a very uh, interesting. Um, uh, thing about Julian Assange this week. They're talking about all this Russia Gate thing. Uh, is uh, extradition uh, is uh, um, his request for a delay is uh, refused by a judge. Uh, and uh, WikiLeaks founder legal team wanted an extra month to submit evidence, but uh, no. Uh, the WikiLeaks founder legal team requested more time to submit evidence and postpone the full extradition hearing while claiming the charges against him were politically motivated. No wow. Really? Is that calling like water wet or something? I think so, yes. Uh, yeah. At the case uh, management hearing at Westminster Ma Magistrate Court, as the defense and prosecution clashed over the timetable of the hearing and uh, allocate uh, timeframes of evidence uh, submission, the district judge uh, Vanessa uh, Barrister 
refused to extend the the expected proceedings and told Assange his full extradition case would begin on uh, January, uh, sorry, February 25th. So it's not that long time. Uh, she asked Assange if he could understand the events in court. Uh, he said, not really, I can't think pro properly. I don't understand how this uh, equitable, how this is a equitable, he said. Uh, this superpower had 10 years to prepare for this case, and I can't access my <laughs> own writings. It's very difficult where I am to do anything, but these people have unlimited resources. They are mm. saying journalists and whistleblowers are enemies of the people. They have unfair advantages dealing with documents. They know the interior of my life uh, with my psychologist. They steal my children's DNA. This is not equitable what is happening here, he said. Uh, yeah, as I'm to understand, like, he did not look good in this court case. Like, they didn't have cameras there. Obviously, you can tell they were taking court drawings at the top here, artist sketch. There were no cameras, but right. from reports I heard, uh, when he said, I can't think properly, uh, he's referring to the fact that he's basically in solitary confinement, he, uh, and he has been for years and years and years, and uh, right. he... It's basic torture. I mean, the UN has already come out multiple times and said that this is uh, cruel and unusual, and the British are still doing it. Talking about the British, uh, Boris Johnson calls again for election. This has been a very much back-and-forward case uh, the last uh, 48 hours, I would say. Right. Uh, but... Uh, he uh, he and Jeremy Corbyn clashed on Prime Minister's questions uh, just after meeting to discuss a revised uh, Brexit deal timetable. Uh, Boris Johnson has demanded uh, MPs to vote down his Brexit deal last night. Now back a uh, general election to break the deadlock. The Prime Minister said that he wanted to deliver Britain's departure from the EU on the 31st of October. Um, with Downing Street briefing, he has told Brussels it was everyone's interest for no delay to be granted. Mr. Corbyn claimed uh, the divorce deal uh, secured last week was a worse than a terrible treaty. And the clash back and forth, uh, like I said, uh, and uh, the conservative source said that they had to find a common ground for a new timetable for the bill to pass through Parliament after Mr. Johnson paused the bills uh, following progress after the de defeat in the last three days. Uh, however, a uh, Labour spokesman said that Mr. Corbyn pushed for a reasonable timetable to allow proper scrutiny. Uh, they added that the Labour leader would unleash his party's support for an early election once the threat of no deal uh, out of uh, uh, the table. So, meaning oh, is off that the table. they have... Which, yeah, which we talked about table. that in the past. He, this is not anything new from Corbyn. He said multiple not times... Really. He, he even yeah. said he didn't want another election until the no deal uh, was off the table. That was his whole... Right. Thing at the beginning, say uh, when Boris Johnson originally was kind of getting in trouble for the not uh, 
for it looking like he wasn't going to get get out by the 31st and them talking about an election and Boris Johnson the first time calling for an election Jeremy Corbyn saying I don't want another election till we actually confirm what's going to happen with this Brexit thing and that there's not going to be uh, a no deal Brexit uh, it says here uh, it's not possible to rule out a no deal completely though but the EU could respond to the prime minister's force Forced request for a three-month delay later on Wednesday. So actually, that means today. Uh, we're not really mm -hmm. sure if that's going to happen. It could be happening right now as we're speaking. Right. So we're keeping a, 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 an eye on this. Uh, Donald Tusk, uh, the president of the U.S. Council, uh, said that he would accept the request to move the deadline to the third. 31st of January 2020. So that means that the election would be around Christmas. Okay. Um, but what would happen... That, that doesn't really explain what would happen with Brexit uh, between now and then, I guess. I mean, well, it, by the it, time it, people are listening will, to this, it, the 31st is like right. a week away. Yes. Yes. So... Uh, the thing is, like, he was forced to send, uh, uh, because the deal didn't go through, uh, he was forced to send a, a letter to the EU asking uh, them for a delay. Then he sent a personal letter to the EU saying, hey, we don't want the fucking delay. <laughs> so one he was forced to send, uh, send and what he said, send, like, privately to them saying that you shouldn't give us an extension, but now he wants an extension because if 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 the election gives uh, gives them uh, more on the Labour side, then Labour would be in, on, in control of the Brexit right. uh, talks. So that's why they are asking for a general election. So they are kind of pausing the Brexit talk. So my guess is if they get an extension, there will be a vote uh, around Christmas time and then the new government has to sit down. So the earliest uh, I, I would guess is then three months again from January. Uh, so may. If, if it would, yeah, May. What's new? Brexit, Brexit uh, being delayed months and months and months. Uh, I, I feel like we've done this before. <laughs> what? <laughs> we never talked about Brexit before. First time. <laughs> yeah, it's never been but, delayed uh, for years and years and years. <laughs> yes, that is true. That's the new ad I'm going to have on uh, Facebook. My ad is going to say, hey... We have never talked about Facebook. And you know what? Zuckerberg will defend me if I was a politician. It says here, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, the Zuck, defended his company's policy to allow politicians to lie in political ads uh, at an event on Washington uh, Thursday. While I certainly worry about the erosion of truth, I don't think most people want to live in a world where you can only post things that tech companies judge to be 100% true. He said he made the comments uh, at an event about free expression at Georgetown University. 
Facebook's new policy for political ads has sparked outrage among the Democratic Party. The company has publicly battled with Elizabeth Warren after she posted an ad falsely claiming Zuckerberg endorsed Donald Trump in order to prove her point. So did you see this? So Warren mm -hmm, actually posted a fake ad on purpose so that she could say, hey, look, I posted a fake ad. It's This is how easy it is to, po po uh, to say fake stuff on, on Facebook. Uh, right. It's the internet. I, this is the thing I know people are real. People lie on the internet, bro. I don't know if you've heard this. Uh, it's no, new. Never. It's brand new to the internet. It just started in 2015. Mm -hmm. Nobody lied on the internet before 2015, <laughs> but um, they just started, and the Russians are the ones that invented lying on the internet. So, yeah. <laughs> the lying was a Russian invention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. The Russians uh, are the are the people who created the onion. Now, it's not an American company. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Warren argues that, the face, that Facebook has the power to influence elections and uh, affect national debate by allowing lies and political ads. Facebook has promote, uh, is promoting the spread of m misinformation and choosing profit over protecting democracy. Yeah, so this is, you know, Zuckerberg is saying he's defending the policy to allow you know, political ads to not be truthful. Uh, have you seen political ads on TV before, From Are they 100% yeah. truthful? No. Okay. Right. I don't... Why isn't she attacking those political ads? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think I'm going to move uh, far, far, far away in, on the farm. I don't know where should I set this farm? Maybe somewhere in the What do you think? Like the Netherlands maybe? I mean The Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah. Not that far from then me, I but will a little hide, Then I will then I will hide in the basement to uh, eat both Trump is out of power and Brexit is done. Well, somebody already beat you to it, apparently. Uh, the Dutch police oh. discovered a family of seven living in a farmhouse basement and waiting for the world to end, the BBC reported on mm -hmm. Tuesday. The family allegedly so spent... Next, next, ne next Wednesday, they're talking about. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the family allegedly spent nine years in the basement and were only found uh, after one family member had escaped. According to a local news outlet... A 50-year-old, 58-year-old man was living with six siblings, ages 18 to 25, on a farm in Drenthe province. The oldest of the siblings escaped from the basement on Sunday evening, asking staff at a pub uh, in nearby Ruinworld for help. Ruincraft, uh, mm. the owner of the bar, Chris Westbeek, said the man was unkept and looked very confused. Uh... An aerial picture shows a view of the farm where the father and six children had been living in the cellar. So we got a picture there of this farm. Yeah, and it does, does not look big at all. This farm looks like a on the size of a very, 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 very small farm. Well, and the house doesn't look that big, right? So the basement no. can't be all that big of a basement is the other thing. 
Like the right. the basement is only as wide as this house is, and that's not a massive house. It's a right. very normal sized oh. house. Um, yeah, farm farmhouse, I guess. Uh, yeah, this is according to Dutch media. The family had no contact with the outside world and was entirely self sufficient, living off of a vegetable garden and a few animals. The children were not registered, and neighbors believed only one man was living alone on the farm. Uh, wow. It says here, ongoing investigation by the police. And an update on Tuesday, uh, authorities said they are looking into possible criminal offenses. And I'm seeing an, uh, police have arrested two suspects now in connection to this case, but we're not really sure who they are or what connection they have. Hmm, interesting. So there were seven people in the cellar, right? Right. But it sounds like at least one of them was coming out to, like, get the food and get... Uh, you know, tend to the animals. I mean, if you look at the picture of the farm, there's clearly somebody's farming outside, right? right. Yeah. Right. Huh. I, I, I'm, I, I almost want to talk to them about the Me Too movement and everything like that. <laughs> right, they've been about in there for Donald 10 Trump. years. Well, 9 years. Yeah. Like, yeah, they don't know about Donald Trump, they don't know about Brexit, they don't know about any of that stuff. Oh. They don't know about the new iPhone. I mean, this is... What, they don't know. What's the name of the uh, TV show with the girl who moves to New York after escaping from the bunker? Uh, uh, something, something Smith. Some Incredible Kimmy Schmidt? Is that what it is? It's Incredible Kimmy Schmidt, yes. Yeah. This is like the real life that show, kind of. Yeah. Well, we don't have uh, Tron Tells the Truth uh, this week for some reason, so let's move on. Editing, Luke, here. Uh, Tron just sent me a file, so here is Tron Tells the Truth. The truth is not always what you want it to be. This is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Is it strange that people don't believe in climate change? Is it strange that we have people who still fight this common knowledge and science? No, I don't think so anymore. Not after I saw some surveys from uh, Scandinavia. Only half of the Danish people believed the moon landing found place at all. Yeah. A billionaire in Norway starting a new company now called Biocosmos. He wanted to prove that, yeah, Darwinism is not true. This is happening all over the globe. 9-11 didn't happen. The moon landing didn't happen. Climate change doesn't exist. And yes, we still believe that Hillary Clinton did a pedophile ring from a cellar in a pizza parlor. But all this shit now has to end. It, I hope so, because we're going in a new election circle. Again. But there are still conspiracy all around the world, like globalism. Yeah, I hate the thing called globalism. Globalism is everything we do every day, but still, it's like a secret elite, yeah, they're meeting someplace in the world when they try <laughs> find out how to screw us. People are on the right and on the left believe in the same bullshit. Yes, globalism is, yeah, what is it really? Not free trade, yes, free trade is globalism, because when people trade with each other and meet each other and do things like shit like that, culture exchange also happens but no, it's immigrants why do I talk about 
that because it's the things who dominate a debate where people find all kinds of bullshit who doesn't exist and don't find a solution for what really happens. Because science and data for what really is, is already there. Yes, conspiracy theories and bullshit can be fun sometimes because it gives an easy solution to complicated problems. And you believe that it gives some, yeah, out of the routine. Like you can believe in something that is bigger than you and conspiracy that government or companies is doing something weird down in the basement or something. But can we not, is politics going to work for the common man and woman in this world? We have to keep to reality. Yes, reality-based politics. Yeah, okay, maybe something happened in the deep state that we don't know about. Maybe some, we know that some companies have a secret conspiracy somewhere and maybe not everything in history is 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 right and there are some sciences not to find out yet but generally we know where to go where to go we know where the problem is it's not about left and right about right and wrong so make science more sex again i talked about before but make facts more sex again yes sometimes there are objective facts and sometimes the truth is boring but necessary this was Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Hey, we have an email address. It's autodigitalcitizen at gmail.com. It's autodigitalcitizen at gmail.com. It's autodigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Head on. Uh, apply directly yeah. to the forehead. Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> we have another digital citizen on Facebook. We have another digital citizen on Facebook. And what's our Twitter? Uh, at Podcast ADC on Twitter. Go check out what we're doing on what's there. And... Podcast ADC on Twitter. And check out the other podcasts in our network at the Pod All the Time Network on Twitter. Check out Pod All the Time Network, and this I think there's six other podcasts now because one just got added. A uh, new one just got added this week. Ooh. Yep. Nice. Oh. TV round, Luke. I'm going to begin with uh, what I don't think you have seen, but everybody else has seen this week. Uh, Watchmen. Did you see Watchmen? I did not. Did not watch Watchman. Men. No. Man. Watch I did not watch Watchmen. Man. <laughs> Watch friend, man, man. Um, yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was never. Yeah, I, I was that's... not a big fan of the movie, to be honest. A lot of people really liked it, but it's because they read the comic book. I loved it. Right. Yeah, I never read. I I read the comic after I saw the movie. Okay. Uh. But yeah, I love Watchmen the movie. Uh, this is like after. Uh, this is not a, a reimagination of that. Thank heavens. Uh, so this is like after those events. Quite after as well. Um, I don't know the movie. It just yeah. felt like I had to have seen read the book because I didn't understand anything that was going on in that movie. Mm. I really liked it, but uh, that's me. Uh, but uh, this TV show, um, it was totally fine. 
I give it a six out of ten. Well, that's not a very big endorsement, if you ask me. Okay, I saw something you watched last week, and I was supposed to watch two weeks ago, but for some reason it wasn't on TV. Uh, Treadstone. I saw the first episode of this. I think the the second episode oh. was yesterday, so I haven't seen it quite yet. Yes. But I think I am going to keep watching this because it is a decent show, to be honest. I mean, it's very propaganda-y. It's very, oh, the evil Russians yeah. and North Koreans are coming to to take uh, to yeah. kill Americans. Um, but, but the action is but, very good. Yeah, the, the fight choreography specifically is what yeah. I was going to point out. The fight choreography yep. is amazing in this. Uh, mm-hmm. uh there's two people that are really the the North Korean lady. Her fight choreography is really good, and then obviously the right. ma- the main character his is very good. And then the ending of this episode, I thought, really uh, hooked you in with the with the woman with uh, one one finger missing. Uh, yes, that that ending part made me go, okay, now I want to see where this is going to go, what's going to happen from here. Um, how did you feel about the connections to the actual film series? Because I felt like it was... Uh, yeah, that's... Confusing. Yeah, come on. I felt like it yeah, was that, confusing. that's what I, w- I was just going to say that. I I, I didn't see any connection to uh, the, the, the original Jason Bourne movies, to be, uh, well, to, I mean, the, to the, be honest. The project is there and everything... Um, the, yeah. the Treadstone project, but in the movies, it was all America doing it, right? So, in right. Is, are they suggesting at the time the Americans and the Russians were working together, or that they just happened to stumble yeah. upon the same project at the same time, and right. the North Koreans were also doing it at the same time, or were they all working together? I guess maybe that will come into the series later, and we'll find out. But right now, very confusing as to how it connects to the actual movie <laughs> movies. I mean, um, yeah. Overall, though, I gave it a 6.5, and I think it may increase uh, as we go. I I thought I have seen the second episode as well. Uh, I thought the second episode was better. That's my personal uh, opinion. I think I gave it a 6. Uh, last week, I would give it a 6.5 this week. Okay. Yeah. It's not uh, tremendously much better, but but it's it's better. I I felt. Uh, I saw the ending uh, episodes of uh, on becoming a god in Central Florida, because that ended this week. Um, I I'm usually a bencher. We will talk a little about this at the end of this because I want to have a general discussion about this because I I think. I'm going to say it now. This fall season is one of the best fall seasons we have had in years. Uh, I think I think this fall season beats the fuck out of a lot of other fall seasons of TV. There are more TV shows that I follow this fall season than I have ever done. And I don't mean like Binging them because I watch every single week. I'm usually like, oh, okay, cool. I like this show. I will binge them at the end. But this is the first time I feel, uh, from my perspective as well, that I've seen uh, each and every every week, and I I find that so fascinating, and I I like that. 
But uh, yeah, living, uh, sorry, on becoming a god in central Florida, I will give it a seven and a half. Okay, uh, I saw something on Netflix uh, that I think you just almost spoiled uh, just a second ago yeah. called "Living with Yourself with I... Paul Rudd." <laughs> because we saw, we saw both of us saw this. <laughs> right, but you almost just said it for some reason in place of mm-hmm. the other show because I think you were thinking about it as the next show you were probably right. going to talk about. But uh, it's about a guy who is kind of burned out on his marriage and on his job and just life in general, I think you would say, right? Um, yeah. And a guy at work uh, refers him to a massage parlor that he says is going to do some kind of magical change for his life. Right. A spa. Spa. A spa. Yeah. Massage yeah. parlor, spa, yeah, something like that. Uh, and something weird happens there, and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to spoil anything other than that, but uh, I saw, what, five episodes of this so far? I haven't seen the whole thing. What about you? I've seen the whole thing. Oh. Okay. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I'm not really actually a huge fan of Paul Rudd, to be honest, but I thought he was pretty good in this. Uh, it's eight episodes. Uh, I really, really like this. <laughs> I, 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 I found this uh, quite humorous and quite funny. And the wife is one of my favorite British comedians as well. The the girl that plays the wife. Mm-hmm. I love I, I love her as well. So it's kind of uh, 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 yeah. I I think there's very good acting in this, and that helps. Helps it a lot. I would assume she's an Irish comedian, right? Just by her accent? Uh, not British? Yes. yes. Right. Okay, you said British. Well, right. Yes, but uh, uh, there's Northern and, uh, and South Ireland, and one of the parts are apart oh, yeah. from She's from the UK. The, you could say right. UK, but not British. Right, I think that's right. the only... Yeah, right, okay. I just I just knew by her accent. I was like, she clearly not British. She her accent was you know she doesn't have a British right. accent. I guess I should. Say. She's from the UK. Right. There you go. Right. But yeah, no, I I liked it. What did you give it this? I gave so it a far? seven, from what I've seen. Yeah, I give it a seven and a half. So we are very close there. Uh, what else did I watch? Uh, I watched, uh, The Unlisted. Uh, this is a Netflix show. Okay. That I don't recommend to anybody, because it's <laughs> shit. Uh, it is very, very, very targeted, uh, to young people. Uh, I think the, the hit age is like 13 to 16 somewhere. Okay. And it is extremely propaganda-ish. I haven't even uh, seen this advertised, to me at least. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, there's 15 episodes or something like that. But I saw two episodes and I'm out. Okay. Uh, I gave it a 3.5. Uh, another thing I watched a bunch of, but didn't get to the end of, because I, I, the 
finale was this week, but I didn't actually get there because I think I was three episodes in. So I watched, I think, four episodes this week and there's ten episodes. So I must be around mm-hmm. episode eight, I think, of the Wu-Tang Clan show on Hulu. Uh, yeah. I'm not done with it, but so far it's still pretty good. Very interesting the way they put it together. Uh, I don't know. It's nothing super special, to be honest. Uh, nothing to rave about. I, I'd give it a six probably so far. Uh, I'll watch the finale this week and see if it anything crazy happens. Uh, but, I, I mean, other than that, I'm just trying to keep up to date on a lot of... So many things I'm watching because after the uh, fall premieres, Fro, I don't know how, how it yeah. was for you, but I... There was a lot of good shows, and I've kept watching yeah. a lot of these really good shows. Usually, after fall premieres, I'll, I'll watch a bunch of shows, and uh, a lot of them will be not very good or not good enough to continue watching. But so many good shows, like, uh, like yeah. that, I kept like, watching. Like I said, like I said, that's that's uh, my feeling as well. Uh, I just want to mention episode two of the uh, Perch that you were a little worried that uh, they would destroy it. I feel that they, uh, they still didn't destroy it. Uh, I think The Purge is... This uh, season is better than the first season, to be honest. I don't think uh, what I was saying last week as far as uh, destroying the lore can be said one way or another until the end of the season. Because that's where something mm. bad w- would would end up happening, not the second episode. Uh, I haven't seen the second episode yet, but what I was saying as far as the lore, taking it outside of the the actual Purge Night, uh, at any right. point during the season, the they could ruin something about the lore, uh, you know, according to the lore of the movies, I guess. Um, right. But yeah, I've been watching... Uh, I, What's the name of it? Carol's Second Act from mm-hmm. the show? Yeah. Still, the dialogue in the show is stilted and broken, but I find it endearing, and I'm continuing to watch Isn't it. Isn't it funny? I don't know. Yeah, I totally agree. There are certain parts of it that I don't like, but uh, the the one guy, the male nurse, he's probably the funniest mm-hmm. part of the whole um, show, as far as char- character-wise. He's the funniest part. And the last episode was very good yep. with the, uh, the marathon episode. Very funny. <laughs> yes. Very funny. But I mean, right now I'm watching so many shows like uh, that came from uh, the fall premieres, like Bob Hart's Abishula, uh, Prodigal Son, oh, so Emergence, Mixedish, yep. uh, yep. yep. um, yep. Carol Second Act, Sunnyside yep. uh, is still good. Um, and I guess we could count AEW in there as a show uh, I'm continuing to watch from this fall season. Uh, AEW this last week was not as good as the first two weeks, but I'm still enjoying it. Oh, totally. We'll talk more, more about that new episode on uh, that wrestling show coming this coming Friday, where we also will talk about more about pay-per-view. But uh, I saw, uh, and I I am very happy that I've saved the best for last for you, Luke, because it's time for the annual, uh, what I hope is going to be an annual game. Uh, I'm going to ask you if you've uh, ever seen an episode of the Australian Masked Singer for some fucking reason. I don't know why you would ask me that. 
I, I, I'm just going to make 110% sure that you didn't see it. I'm, I'm not even going to respond to this. It's so clearly... <laughs> I don't know. Why would I even need to... Yes. Okay. So you have not seen any episodes. Okay. Very good. Okay. I'm going to tell you the celebrity, and you are going to tell me what they fucking do. Okay? Are you ready? Because all the celebrities have been out. And I'm going to guess that you know one of the 12. <laughs> because oh, I gosh. know one of the 12. Okay. 12. We got to yep. make it fast, because 12 is a lot. So, boom, boom, okay. boom. Yeah. Yes. Are you ready? Okay. Rob Miles. Uh, cheese grater. <laughs> Corgi Colum. Uh, astronaut. Denny Hines. Uh, spa treatment, uh, uh, janitor. <laughs> Polina. Uh, school teacher. Kate Caporno. Uh, porn star. Adam Brand. Uh, podcaster. Darren McMullen, sorry, Darren McMullen. Uh, whiskey producer. Wendell Sailor. Uh, Sailor. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Nikki Webster. Uh, sounds like a comedian. Uh, Brett Lee. Uh, uh, rugby player. Oh, very close. Cricketer. Uh, Caitlin Kyleen. Actress. But the winner was Cody Simpson. Do you know who Cody Simpson is? Uh, Jessica Simpson's uh, illegitimate son. <laughs> <laughs> that is 110% correct. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that, that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be funny. But yeah, uh, that's the only one I know uh, was Cody Simpson. And I was like, oh, cool, Cody Simpson. I don't, who is that? But yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, he's, he's a singer. Okay. Uh, he dated, uh, he dated uh, the, the sister of... of uh, of uh, uh, He was in a relationship with Miley Cyrus. Oh. As well. Alright. Yeah. But uh, he's a singer. But I am known him mostly for 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 being dating like celebrities. That's all I know him from. But I, I, I find it kind of funny. I am uh, Australian mask singer. Awful. Anyway, uh, I'm done. Series episode 6. Uh, now without any father. As I call this episode. What do you mean? Oh, I guess, yeah, you didn't the, really see him the very much. The dad wasn't on in this episode what, whatsoever. Well, in a sense he was, in the sense that, like, um, well, she talked to him, right? So she's talking yes. to him, but you don't see him. Right, I guess so. Right. Uh, so what was this episode all about? Right, episode six, like you said. Um, sorry, getting it up. That's what she said? Uh, it could have been. Prayers and mm -hmm. visions. Camilla is helping... Uh, Camilla 
uh, the mom, helps out at church and accompanies Becca on a food tasting with Reed's family. Meanwhile, Sam and Alma go mystery go mystery solving together. Yeah, very cute as well. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I like this episode. I like the whole yeah. uh, investigative part of it, them looking into the, yeah. their father's death. And then I thought the ending was a very good ending. What did you think about the, the yeah. kind of twist ending I that happened here? Very twisty, twisty ending. I uh, I think the ending even, I'm questioning what it really means, but what did you think it meant? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking that uh, she saw uh, 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 the power of them when they were playing. Who did? Uh, well, I I think this is her in the future, isn't it? Who? Her meaning? The main character. The main character. Oh, okay. See, that's not... What the, you're talking about... The, you think the lady is... Uh, is the main character at the end. Right. See, yeah. what I thought was that was the mom, and it was... The mom has the same power... That the daughter does. She can... Ah. And so the mom... That's why the mom missed uh, the service at church. Is because she was stuck. Right. The mom was stuck in the past. And the little girl... That was the main character. Ah, okay. And that's why the mom because, is so yeah. concerned about her taking her pills and everything. Is because the mom has the same thing right. that she does. That's what I think. But it could... You could be right too, to be honest. It could be... It could be either, but that's what's oh. cool about the ending of this episode. Yeah. I totally agree. But yeah, no, I, I missed Bob Odenkirk in this episode. I I will <laughs> may admit that. Uh, but it's so interesting, and uh, it's uh, clearly nearing the end, because <laughs> we just have two episodes left. Yeah, that's right. Um... And it's seeming like it's coming to a culmination, at, at least at this point. Like, we're, we're learning uh, about what's going on with the mother as far as, like, why is she being so secretive about everything? Um, right. And then the really weird part that wasn't explained where we actually did see Bob Odenkirk in the video that the boyfriend was watching, where he's doing right. some kind of, what like, I don't know, it was like some Native American shaman type. A ritual mm -hmm. where he's like has the sa mm -hmm. the sage and the feather and he's uh, doing the sage ritual like a Native American sage ri ritual. Uh, I I didn't but he and then the mom walks in and he's like, oh I'm I'm doing this is for work. It was just yeah very interesting. I'm not sure where that's gonna go. Yeah no I I I want I I want this show to end this season. I hope they don't. Uh, I hope they don't make more. Is that a little weird to say? I hope it's closes in the two episodes. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, a bad show, but I, I hope it kind of doesn't go any further. I don't see how how they could make more of this. I do. If I I don't I don't okay. get I don't get that uh, from my perspective in any way whatsoever. I can totally see them having a second season of this. Uh, yep. 
Okay. Even if if they uh, change the timeline and the dad comes back? Uh, I think the end of this season will probably be her finding out exactly what happened with the dad, and then if you have a second season, it'll be her figuring out how to how to fix it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Well, we'll see. We will talk about that when comes thing comes. But talking about praying, uh, well, let's talk about A Course in Miracles. Hey, look! What is this shit religion I have read all about this week? I actually saw like a 30-minute documentary, well, 25-minute on YouTube as well about this. Uh, hmm? In 1976, a book by Helen Shukman, a curriculum for those seeking to achieve spiritual transformation, uh, the book is A Course in Miracles, also referred to as ACIM, or The Course. That doesn't sound like uh, the secret at all. Um the underlying premise is that the greatest miracle is the act of simply gaining a full awareness of love's presence in one's own life. So the underlying premise of A Course in Miracles is that the greatest miracle is the act of simply gaining awareness of love's presence in one's own life. So that's like the basis of the whole book, all right? The author claimed that the book had been dictated to her word for word via inner dictation from da 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 Jesus Jesus Christ the X hmm. yes never heard of him is he famous or something uh he, he's been in a couple of books before yeah <laughs> oh okay okay <laughs> Nothing I have read, I'm sure. Yeah, it wasn't like the, the highest selling book of all time or anything, but yeah. Really? Harry Potter? Harry Potter, yes, exactly. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But yeah. Is that um, what it's called in I, Norway, actually? Is it called the Philosopher's Stone in Norway? I've never asked that. No, it's, uh, it's, it's called that in, in the English translation. The, the, the American British. one is called... The Sorcerer's yeah, the Stone. Yeah, the Sorcerer's Stone. It's but in Norway, America. what is it called? Is it called the Philosopher's Stone, or is it called the Sorcerer's Stone? Uh, let me Google that <laughs> because I never... I have never even read Harry Potter in, in Norwegian, so I don't know. Well, what about the movie? I've... What's the movie called in Norwegian, I guess? I... Right. I'll continue with this. You look that up. The course... Uh, the Course in Miracles consists of three sections. The text, workbook for students, and a manual for teachers uh, written from 1965 to 1972. Some distribution occurred via photocopy before hardcover edition was published in 1976 by the Foundation for Inner Peace. In the 1980s, annual sales of the book steadily increased each year. However, the largest growth in sales occurred in 1992, after one Marianne Williamson discussed the book on the Oprah Winfrey Show, with more than 2 million volumes sold. The book has been called everything from New Age psychobabble to satanic seduction. Hmm. Uh, Harry Potter in Norwegian is called Harry uh, Harry Potter 
and the Visestein, uh, the the stone of uh, the wise people. The stone of yeah. the wise people. I love that. <laughs> Some, well, now the the stone of the wise. It would be the first one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Harry yeah. Potter and the Stone of the Wise. Yes. Uh, that's cool. I, I always knew that it was yes. called something different in, like... I, I mean, in even in Australia, it's called the Philosopher's Stone. In the UK, it's called the Philosopher's yeah. Stone. Everywhere else, it's called the Philosopher's yeah. Stone, except for America. It's like how we drive yeah. on the wrong side of the road. Um, yeah. All right, let's go back into this. A Course in Miracles. <laughs> it was uh, written by... In a collaborative effort between, uh, like, like I said, uh, Helen Schumann, who is the person who was dictated to by Jesus, and somebody named Bill Thurtford in 1958, yeah. Schumann began her professional career at Columbia Medical Center in New York as uh, Thurtford's research associate. So these two were working together at the time. Schumann believed that the interaction... Uh, Oh, in spring of 1965, at the time, when their weekly office meetings had become so contentious that both... Hello. Both dreaded them. Uh, Thurford suggested that Schumann... That there must be another way. Schumann believed that this interaction acted as stimulus, triggering a series of inner experiences that were un understood by her as visions, dreams, and heightened imagery, along with an inner voice, which she identified as Jesus. Uh, she said on October 21st, 1965, an inner voice told her, This is A Course in Miracles. Please take notes. Uh, Schumann said that the writing made her uncomfortable, though it never seriously occurred to her to stop. Mm. Do you know what that story fucking reminds me of? It reminds me so much of Joseph Smith. It's almost the same the gold. thing, yeah. I mean, to a degree. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me so much, but it, it, I, like, I, I've, I, I've looked so much into this this week. I also saw some YouTube videos. I'm going to guess that we saw the same uh, documentary. Uh, but, but it, it, it's utterly fascinating. It is extremely weird. And the more I find out, the l more confused I am. Because uh, for me, it seems like it's a combination of so many religions. But also, it is very like what I would call softcore um, uh, soft Christianity with... A little blend of new age in it. That's what I would call it. If I, somebody had to ask me what it is, it's softcore Christianity with new age in it, isn't it? More or less. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it takes from G Jesus. It talks a lot about Jesus, but right. as far as yeah. the rest of Christianity, I mean, as far as it being associated with any kind of Judaic. Religion, right? I wouldn't say that's it's... why I call it softcore, right? That's why I, I call it softcore, but I wouldn't even yeah. go that far, is what I'm saying. I would say it's not even 
uh, ju- uh, in any way related to some type of Judaic religion. It's mm. it's as a, related to a ju- Judaic religion as the family that that TV show right. is right. It that talk their little book talks a lot about Jesus, but is it really mm-hmm. a Judaic type religion? I would say probably not. Um, this this I think I, like I said, I'd say it's a combination of. Uh, right. Uh, the secret. Right. The other Oprah book. Yeah. So I, th- I, right. pre- it's pretty much like a combination between some type of weird hippie religion, kind of you know, v- you know, vibes and uh, uh, earth worship kind of thing, uh, love, love beads and happiness, whatever, mi- mi- mm-hmm. and positive vibes. Mix that with some type of the secret type thing, and then have that be dictated by Jesus through an right. intermediary right so in a but way I, I, this is back. kind of a, well it's kind of also similar to some other religions we've talked to where like people are being dictated to by like aliens and things like that right yeah that that's one of the reasons why i brought up joseph smith is is uh, why why it reminds me of them yeah totally should exactly. we should we go directly into their fucking webpage? Might as well. Unless you have anything uh, else you is... want to kind of go into, but... Not really. Okay. Uh, it's acim.org. That's acim.org. Uh, a course in miracles. Yep. Uh one of the websites that uh, looks like it again. We say this by every religion. Why does it look like it's made made in the nineties? It really does. Uh, yeah, again. I don't see any uh, any indication as to when it was made. As far as like at the bottom of the page, did you find anything about that? No. No. Okay. I didn't. No, I didn't. Right. I I was looking around and I was trying to find when this. Uh, webpage was made, but I, I haven't found anything about that so far. Uh, they're on Facebook, Vimeo, and YouTube, by the way. Uh, you, there's other places mm-hmm. you can find them. Uh, why don't we, if you go down to the bottom, Fro, on the left-hand side, there's the FAQs. You see that? Yes. Let's go to the FAQs. Perfectly. I wanted to go there first, so cool. that's perfect. perfect. Alright, which one do you want to, which uh, frequently asked question did you want to go to first? Well, let's go directly into number two. That's what I was what thinking. Yeah. Yes, what is the Course in Miracles? A Course in Miracles is a universal metaphysical self-study program of spiritual psychology. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> spiritual psychology. Um, right. Yeah, spiritual psychology. What the fuck? Uh, its goal is to awaken us to the truth of our oneness with God by removing the obstacles that block our awareness of love presence, which is our natural inheritance from God. The course uses Christian terminology to express the idea teachings that we are nothing less than the Son of God. I'm looking it up, Fro. Spiritual psychology is an actual thing. I, uh, I'm finding uh, University of Santa Monica spiritual psychology course. 
Like it's an actual program in spiritual psychology at the University of Santa Monica. Uh, it says here, spiritual uh -huh. psychology is a blend of spir spirituality and science. It uses elements of both traditional psychology and spirituality in order to help individuals feel better and more content with their lives. You can get a bachelor's degree in this. Uh, transpersonal oh. psychology is another thing it's called. Transpersonal psychology is a subfield or school of psychology that integrates the spiritual and transcendent aspects of human experience with a framework of modern psychology. It is also possible to define it as spiritual psychology. Okay. I did not. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, to quote the course, God is love, love is therefore, so am I. Mm -hmm. Can we break that down? God is love, okay, and therefore so am I. I think they're saying because, so, like, we are created in the in the image of God. Image of, you know that whole thing? Uh, okay. So if God is love... Therefore, I am also loved because I'm created in the image of God. You and God are one. It says you and God are one because you share the same essence, love. Uh, these people apparently have never read the the first the original Bible, the Jewish Bible, because he's a real jerk asshole in that one. Uh, the they, they skipped old. <laughs> they skipped the Old Testament and right went right to the love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The obstacles that block us from knowing God and love are many, and the course of a circle is designed to undo them in a highly individual matter under the direction of our, our inner teacher, the Holy Spirit, whose gentle caring is always available whenever we make the decision to ask for it. So the problem that we, you and me have stumbled we haven't asked for it enough. Okay. We haven't asked the Holy Spirit I, uh, enough. Right. I talked to Jehovah's Witness this week. Uh, we, we had the same fucking discussion. Uh, because uh, in the Book of Mormon, it says that if you ask with a clearly heart, uh, you will find answers and things like that. It says in the, uh, in the Book of Mormon, the Bible also says that if you purely ask, if you ask of a pure heart, you will find the truth of, the, uh, of this and things like that. And I, I, and I said, I remember in 1994 when I saw the Prince of Egypt, I prayed every freaking day for an answer from God and didn't receive it. And I didn't like, I did, I, 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 I never thought when I, even when I was a Christian, that I, that I, I've heard it, I heard an answer. And that um, uh, thing that's laying the guilt on people that are asking in prayer is one of the most awful things that I think Christianity has gone, done to humanity. And it's also almost like here, like, if you ask for it, it will come. I, I hate, I hate that premise. <laughs> Sorry, I hate that premise of it being my fault if I didn't, don't uh, get an answer. It's then like it's the not secret. It's God's fault. Right. Yeah. The secret is like, of my... if you don't think about it hard enough, it's your fault for not thinking about it hard enough. Right. Right. 
Uh, a Course of Miracles is not intended as basis of a religion or a cult, hmm. nor does it claim to be the only path to God. It's a self-study program that requires nothing more of us than a willingness to learn and practice its ideas. The goal is neither to worship nor individual understanding, but the living experience of our ownness with God and all human beings. <laughs> Once this is achieved, we experience a perceptive sense of peace that is uh, that's uninfected uh, by external circumstances that the course uh, that the course calls them happy dream. The happy dream. Uh, right. The we experience a persuasive sense of peace that is unaffected by external circumstances, what the Course calls the happy dream. Let me read that even one more time. We experience a persuasive sense of peace. The, the persuasive sense of peace is unaffected by external circumstances. This is what the Course calls the happy dream. A persuasive sense of peace that is unaffected by external cir circumstances. So you don't need the the course then. I I I guess so. I mean, it sounds like they're on drugs. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> sounds like they're on some kind of you know antidepressants or something. Because how can but, uh, your sense of peace? Yeah. Your sense of peace be unaffected by external circumstances. So this is one of those things where it's like, if you always be positive all the time, because if you're po if you're negative, it's going to make you feel negative or whatever. That's what right. it's the right. kind of thing they're saying, but it's like continuously, uh, not accepting the fact that negative things happen is inevitably going to end up somewhere bad because what you're doing is you're just, not accepting things that are actually happening in life. And then they, the negative things just yeah. build up and build up and build up until a boiling point. And that's the problem with just denying that anything bad is happening in your life, at least from what I'm reading here. But look, I want us to skip to question number four. Okay. Do you want, do you want to read that? How do I study a course in miracles? A Course in Miracles is intended to be a comprehensive self-study program, which is why it includes text, work for work, workbooks for students, and manuals for teachers. Okay, what? It's supposed to be a self-study program. That's what it says, self-study. Yep. Which is why mm -hmm. it includes texts and manuals for teachers. How is it a well, self-study program if there's a manual for teachers? Yep. <laughs> uh, although there are... Go ahead. No, I, I, I will say that I have seen uh, more hours of this on YouTube <laughs> this week that I will admit that I have seen uh, because their YouTube page is uh, fucking amazing. Uh, it's one of those YouTube channels that uh, now has become my favorites. If I want to really have a good laugh, I go there and, and, and watch it. <laughs> and it's so funny. That they, it's it's a little like you know the Montes uh, Python sketch in uh, uh, Life of Brian. Which one? Have you seen Life of Brian? Sure. 
when uh, when when people are following him and he says uh, I'm not your master and uh, and he he goes like uh, be your own master and <laughs> and all 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 of them answer yes master <laughs> that's that's kind of uh, the their YouTube videos is like here we're going to teach you something that you don't really need to be teach that you can only read here. Oh, by the way, you don't really need this. They are talking so fucking against themselves. It's like, it's a self-study program that you need to watch a thousand YouTube videos to watch, but it's self, and there's a lot of people in, in the audience itself uh, there as well. So why are people showing up for this if it's a self-study program? I don't fucking understand it. Well, it says here, some students prefer to start at the beginning of the text, read through at their own pace. Others browse the text and read where they feel guided. Uh, some find the text too difficult or abstract initially for them. The workbook and manual for teachers may prove to be a better place for the beginning. Right, so that's why people would go to those YouTube videos and teachers is because the shit's confusing. Right. And they even said right here in it that it says only the... Only in the workbook does order matter. The lesson should be practiced in sequence and at rate uh, no more than one per day. Perhaps most important of all, course the course encourages you again and again to identify uh, and follow your inner teacher by asking for guidance. That's, they're saying... In this guidance shit. Right. Yeah. The inner teacher, yeah. though, we already heard about in, when we were in the second question, what is A Course of Miracles? The, the inner teacher is the Holy Spirit, because in that it's a, individualized oh. under a direction of our inner teacher, the Holy Spirit, whose gentle, caring help is always available. So the teacher right. is the inner is the Holy Spirit, is what they're saying? So I'm going to guess, and this is just my guess, is that a lot of those people that show up to this program has the same uh, problem as I do, is that they never get an answer because guess what? I'm going to spoil this. This is a very huge spoiler alert. There's nothing like the Holy Spirit. Uh, speaking of uh, the inner voice and the, uh, and the Holy Spirit, uh, why does the Course use masculine gender pronouns, such as referring to God as He, and to other people as Brother and the Son of God? So, one thing we should mention about this is, this religion, I think, is very pointed towards women. I think it oh, started with the extremely. Oprah thing. Extremely. I think... Extremely. <laughs> I don't think they're trying to sell this to men in any way whatsoever, but no. it says here, the inner voice no. dictated to Helen Shukman... Uh, it dictated this material and she took it down faithfully. When she asked the voice why the masculine gender was used throughout, the reply she received was that this course is a reinterpretation of Christianity and to correct an error, it is important that the same language be used. Therefore, the course follows the patriarchal Judeo-Christian Judo uh, oh, Judeo-Christian religious traditions by referring to God and his creations with masculine pronouns. 
The course but itself Luke, states this yeah. course remains within the ego framework where it is needed. It uses <laughs> words which are symbolic and cannot express what lies beyond symbols. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I have no clue. But look, I found something that is uh, uh, even more fucking scary. I went to 10. Can I study? Uh, no, I didn't. I, yes. Uh, can I start a study group? Are there any guidelines or written materials for running a study group? What do you need a study group if it's self-studying, you fucking... Okay. It says here, uh, the best way to deal with the Course's patriarchal language is to ask the Holy Spirit for help in seeing it as yet another uh... opportunity to release our judgments. That's their answer. Just uh, If there's anything negative on this, they're just going to be like, well... It, it was dictated to this woman by Jesus, okay? You can't really uh, be mad at her for that. And uh, if you have a problem with it, take it up with the Holy Spirit, Fro. As a publisher, the Foundation for Inner Peace does not provide study group guidelines of teaching materials, because that would be fucking dangerous. <laughs> or does it... Uh, so, but here it comes. Nor do you need permission for a foundation or any organization to start a study group. That's insane. Oh my gosh. Go to, have you seen question 11? May I quote oh, from yes. the course? It says, may mm -hmm. I quote from the course? Yes, you may certainly quote from the course, especially for studying and teaching. But because of copyright considerations, you may need permission from us, depending on how uh, you intend to use the quoted material. Oops. That's not... We didn't ask. That's not Oops, how this ask, works. Luke. Luke, we didn't ask. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. So we should ask them. Oh, no. I feel so bad now. Uh, question 12, why are there so many different versions of a Curse of Miracles? And uh, it goes uh, very through, like, uh, the Ur text, or the original text, and what is what not the original text, and things like that. That was fun to read, it's a little too much to go through. Um, it says here, she retyped the manuscript twi twice. Uh, yes. So the first version was the one that you were talking about, the original in German. Uh, she retyped mm -hmm. the manuscript twice, correcting errors as per instructions by the voice of Jesus. <laughs> Removing passages that did not belong. Why would Jesus say it the first time and then correct himself? I know, I know. Isn't that silly? <laughs> Jesus was like, oh, I messed it up the first time. My bad. <laughs> My, uh, yeah, da dad Dad was like, he was kind of, you know, a little drunk, and uh, I turned the water to wine, and he got a little crazy, and then we messed it up, so let's let's just correct this one, all right, Helen? Helen, we're going to do it a second time, second take. Uh, but, uh, okay, uh, let's go to the most boring shop in the entire world, because they sell four things. No, three things. Okay, so uh, to get to the shop, go back to the home page uh, and go all the way to the bottom, and then it says shop. They have a hardcover, a softcover, and a paperback of the English translation of The Course of Miracles. That's everything. No, it's not. Uh, go up to the top. Uh, audio. There's audio CDs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Experts read by... Uh, 
uh, experts read uh, Bill Thurtford and Gerald Jampolsky? Gerald Jampolsky. I don't, we haven't heard about him yet, really. Uh, but, yeah, they're selling CDs for $15. This has to be old. Like, who buys a CD anymore, number one, and pays $15 for it? Oh, you can get the whole Course in Miracles MP3 audio file uh, on a USB flash drive for $50. A five, five CD MP3 set for $65. Woo! Then, they also have DVDs under their video section. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh. Workshop lesson cards. Uh, just $26, look. <laughs> yeah. Related mm -hmm. products. Uh, Journey Without Distance softcover. Oh, just a bunch of other books that are, like, related to this. Um, which yeah. I'm surprised... Uh, what's her name's book isn't in here. Uh, Marianne Williamson's book is not one of their right. related books. Or hmm, I wonder if under books, supplemental books. No, that's just. I went to eBooks and guess what? I can order this in Norwegian from Amazon. Can uh, um, Amazon on Kindle? Uh, how much does it cost? Ten dollars. Ooh. This has been updated I'm pretty recently because almost... uh, a lot of these have Rakuten links, which is a fairly new uh, website. So, yeah, this has been updated pretty yeah. recently, and it says uh, translation edition, Russian translation edi edition available soon for, for, for us, uh, you know, mm -hmm. Ru Russian comrades. It's called... Uh... But, uh, look, a kush, a kush a miracle. Right. Say that ten times fast. They've translated this book from in Czech, Chinese, two types of Chinese, Danish, Dutch, French, German, Greek, uh, Hebrew, Korean, Italian, Norwegian, Portuguese, Spanish, Turkish. Uh, and, uh, like I said, uh, English, obviously, and English. I almost want to buy it. It's just a little too expensive. Ten dollars is a lot for a book. I think you could probably find it somewhere for free. Is my guess uh, somewhere okay. online? Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, should we go to the YouTube page? Uh, is there anything interesting there that you want to see? I guess we could go down to the bottom of their main page, and if you'll see the YouTube link on the bottom right, click their YouTube link there. Uh, it's the foundation, yeah, foundation for inner peace. If you're just looking it up directly on YouTube, um, you're right. Go to videos. See when the last video they uploaded was a week ago. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty good updated. I think. Well, no, not really, because they have two videos from a week ago, and then the last, the video before that was a full year ago. Um, oh yeah. But it's a 10-hour and 44-minute video, which looks like A Course in Miracles audiobook workbook intro through lessons 150 to Foundation of Inner Peace. So actually, that thing that you were going to buy for 10 bucks is right here on YouTube for free. <laughs> oh, yeah, in English. Yep. Too bad I don't understand English, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. 
It is a good point. You can't understand English, so. <laughs> Me neither. I need. You know, I, I can't read this at all. I have to wait for the Russian version to come out. <laughs> because we talk Russian. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. They have it for free on YouTube. Yeah, there's a lot of videos. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, it's probably time to wrap this up. We've gone pretty much as long as we're going to go. The other place to look on their website that we didn't really cover, but I'll just kind of tell you where it is. If you go down to the bottom, on the right-hand side, it says Lessons. And this is where a lot of their talk about the the different lessons, the daily lessons, calendar daily lessons. So, uh... They have different places you can go to just figure out what lesson you want to study for the day. Uh, Lesson selector, you can also customize your study by using the lesson selector and type in your number of uh, the lesson you would like to listen to and or read or use by previous text link. Uh, This navigation also includes context-sensitive links. Uh, So yeah, there's a whole bunch of interesting stuff in here as far as like what they believe in under lessons. Right. I also want to say that uh, on the top of the page, it's also a tab called Events. Uh, and the first event coming up is uh, November 14th. Uh, it's Removing Our Mask and Giving Thanks with Bob Rosenhall. Uh, December 12th, it will be Christmas, New Year and Rebirth with Dr. Bob Rosenhall. And he will give a, a twenty no a fifteen to twenty minutes presentation of uh, how to understand the deeper meaning of this fall season's holidays from uh, the perspective of a course in miracles to be followed by questions. And this is uh, uh, online on let's discuss a uh, um, course in miracles web seminaries. So, right. But look, where does this rate on the crazy scale? Uh, you know, this is a hard one because I think it's pretty much even with whatever I said uh, about the secret when we covered the secret, however many episodes ago. Yeah. Um, is it crazier than Secret? I think it is a little bit crazier than The Secret because it was dictated to some woman via inner voice from Jesus. That part puts it over the top of The Secret, don't you think? Right. I totally agree because of that. So I guess I'm going to have to give it like a an eight and a half, maybe nine? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really up there. I think the element of uh, also, that they relying so heavily on the Holy Spirit for everything that's not explained in this is is a very fast cop out because if if you don't feel the Holy Spirit, it's on you. It's your fault, and I, I hate when people are blaming you because their methods doesn't work for some reason. It says here, I'm, I'm reading this just now, this is the first time I've ever read this, but Oprah Winfrey used her national talk show to promote uh, many New Age uh, religion uh, religious teachers, including Marianne Williamson, 
who has been a spiritual advisor to First Lady Hillary Rodham Clinton. Did you know that Marianne Williamson was a spiritual advisory advisor to Hillary Clinton? No, but uh, does it surprise me? No. <laughs> Uh, a Course in Miracles that, presents a spiritual uh, counterfeit of Christianity, although it uses terms like miracles, sons of, son of God and Jesus Christ. Cher, right. Raquel Welsh, Roseanne Arquette, and countless other celebrities have attended lectures with Williamson. Uh, Williamson even officiated uh, at the highly publicized wedding of Elizabeth Taylor at Michael Jackson's uh, estate. In in San in the San Yen's mountains, right? There's yeah. a lot of celebrities that are connected to this, uh, including people like like I said, share Dave Navarro follows this uh, kind of thing, uh, and other people. But like I said, Hillary Rodham Clinton, Oprah Winfrey. This is like a celebrity kind of religion thing. Yeah, Venice uh, the Williams uh, sisters, the tennis uh, stars. You know, they are Jehovah's Witnesses. Who? The tennis, uh, the Williams sisters, Venice. Uh, oh, the, the tennis players, right? I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I thought you said Williamson's sisters. I was like, I didn't know Marianne Williamson had a sister. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Uh, yeah, but in that sense, I kind of I, I compare this to The Secret because it's very similar to that in the sense that it, oh, yeah. it's, number one, it's Oprah. The uh, kind of the way it. T the teachings of life it has are very similar to The Secret. It's one of these very yeah. celebrity-driven things, and in that sense of celebrity-driven, yeah. I almost compare it to Scientology in a way, because it's got that very yeah. um, celebrity-centric uh, uh, PR about it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Focus. Focus, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think uh, Marianne Williamson's uh, uh, run for the presidency will help this? Oh, I guarantee you, when she was in the debates, uh, people looked her up to find out and found out about this, and I bet people have, you know, gotten into it just because they found out about her. I mean, when she was on the debate stage, I talked to people that I know pers personally who were like, oh, that Marianne Williamson, she seems like she could be a good choice for a candidate. And I had to be like... Right do a little more research into this crazy person because <laughs> she's in a cult. She's like the leader of a cult, by the way. But sure, yeah. Movie slew, clue, 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 clue. Have you watched any, 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 any? Uh, yeah, but we have a story to go into before we go into the movies, actually. Well, yeah, that's right. Uh, I almost forgot about it. It says here, uh, Joker Stairs might be, the new, might be New York's latest tourist attraction. Uh, fans of the Joker, which hit theaters earlier this month, are taking photos in front of those stairs. Uh, you know the ones Joker portrayed by Joaquin Phoenix dances down the stairs as Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2 plays in the background. The scene is done so mm -hmm. well, it's even became, uh, even become a widely used GIF. Uh, or GIF, depending on if you're going to get mad at me or not. And it seems like those <laughs> stairs, which connected... Shakespeare and Anderson <laughs> Avenue uh, at West 167th Street are becoming a popular tourist attraction, potentially uh, to the chagrin of the actual Bronx residents. So people in, in the Bronx right. are not super happy that tons of people are flocking to these stairs. Uh, I, I, just back to the GIF, GIF thing. 
the creator of the gifs have said it is uh, pronounced GIF, but it is also short for graphic interface something, isn't it? Yeah. Right. And graphic is not called... Uh, I don't say graphic, even though you want me to. So in my, my world, it is GIF. Right. <laughs> Color spelled with a U. Right. Um <laughs> Right, and then if we go down into this article, we see a bunch of social media photos of people at the stairs. Uh and it has become kind of mm-hmm. a meme to go there and take a picture. Uh which yeah, I think is kind of cool, especially after all the hate that movie got for being kind of whatever evil. And now it, this shows that, you know, it's it's become kind of something fun. Not evil. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about movies we've seen earlier this week. Yeah, I saw a movie on Netflix. Uh, I think it just came out yesterday because I didn't see it on there like this weekend. And then I saw it just pop up, uh, at least for me, uh, yesterday, called The Laundromat. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. When did you see it? Yeah, I saw this with my dad. Okay, when did you see this? I saw this with my dad on Sunday before the pay-per-view. Okay. Because I'm seeing here it came out in September, but I'm thinking that must be... Uh, I'm not really sure where that is, but it's a Steven Soderbergh film. And uh, right. it's what who starring a bunch of people. I mean, Gary Oldman, uh, Meryl Streep, obviously. Uh, Antonio Banderas is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the guy from the guy from Friends? <laughs> right, uh, but Sharon Stone is in it. Uh, uh, James, James Cromwell is in it at the beginning. Uh, Terminator. Yeah. Uh, Terminator One Thousand. David Schumer. Oh, there you go. Will Forte is in it. Yeah. Uh, I remember him being yeah. in it at one point. It's just a lot of really, really big, good uh, name actors. I guess is the thing. And this movie was pretty incredible. Uh, I thought. What did you think? It, it's it's so fucking funny. It is so incredibly funny. Do you know how funny it is? How funny? I bought the book this film is based on. Oh, okay. <laughs> right <cool>. after. <laughs> on Audible. Uh, that's audible.com slash another digital citizen, by the way. That's audible.com slash another digital citizen. Uh, but yeah, I bought the book. <coughs> and, I mean, this movie, I think, I'm not really sure what the book is based off of, but it felt like it was talking about the Panama Papers, kind of. Right. And what was what was in the Panama Papers and all the corruption around that. Um, and then the ending, they point out that these guys only got three months in jail and everything, and... Uh, I didn't really understand. Well, the ending is very interesting because Mer- Meryl Streep is playing like the two characters or whatever, and then at the end, right. she uh, she very much breaks the fourth wall. Like very you can't much. you can't get more breaking the fourth wall than this movie does at multiple times, right. obviously, including the, every scene with Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas because they're kind of the narrators. I would say of the film. Um, 
And I like how everything comes together and is connected at the end. Like all the, there's like maybe four different stories happening at once. Overall, I gave this a 9.5. Mm-hmm. What did you give it? I gave it a 9. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 43%. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, uh, can I guess uh, the other movie that you saw this week? Okay. On Netflix? Sure. Was it a movie called Wall- Wounds, by the way? No. It was the other movie I saw with you. Oh. <laughs> oh, you just seen two movies. Okay. Yeah. Because I've seen uh, seen another movie, a Netflix movie called Wounds. Wounds. Ruins? Netflix. Ruins. No. Wounds. Wounds? W-O. Oh, wounds. I'm going for you now. Wounds. Okay. <laughs> My next guess was going to be Rooms. <laughs> Shut up! W-O-U-N-D-S. Wounds. Wounds. Right, okay. Wounds. Wounds. Okay. Anyway, uh, this is a horror movie? Question mark? It's uh, definitely trying to be a horror movie? Question mark? Um, about a bartender in, in, in New Orleans that finds a... Um, um, uh, uh, cell phone that somebody has lost in a in a fight, and he uh, yeah he gets to receive some uh, disturbing me- messages, and uh, he loses uh, his sanity a little after a little after receiving this uh, messages. It's a very interesting uh, horror movie, but. I give it a four, four out of ten, but uh, I don't really want to ruin it for you, Luke, because I kind of want you to see this. Okay, what, what year I is this a, from? Uh, two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. Because uh, I'm looking at up... Army Hammer. <laughs> okay, Army Hammer. Hammer and Dakota Johnson <laughs> in the two lids. Wounds. Oh, W-O. Okay. See, I, I had gotten it wrong again. I thought it was wombs, like a woman's womb. Oh. Wounds, wounds with a D. Okay, all right. E. Talk about confusing uh, name. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's got, at, mm-hmm. like, middle-of-the-road scores. Nothing too crazily bad, but I, I'll, maybe I'll check it out next week. Do that. Okay, uh, now we're going to spoil the movie. <laughs> we're going to spoil this movie, Rotten. Uh, so if you don't want to hear everything about El Camino, uh, the Breaking Bad movie, that we are definitely going to spoil because we're going to talk about elements in, in it. That is going to be very, very spoilery. I'm, I'm, I'm... Making very sure that people understand that we will talk about the ending of this movie, Luke. If you want to skip that, skip to where we talk about uh, uh, the movie coming out this week. Yeah, uh, wait till you, you can just fast forward, and if you fast forward until you hear the trailer start for Malefic- yeah. Maleficent, can never say that word. Right. Uh, <laughs> 
You'll hear the trailer while you're fast-forwarding. Just stop there, and we'll be done then. Right. Yes. So, spoiler alert from now on. I honestly don't. So, have, I don't have any spoilers to, to mention, but uh, I'm sure you do. So, uh, yeah. Overall, this movie, I thought it followed directly after the end of the uh, of the final season of the show, um, and yeah. continues. It takes up the mantle from there. It brought back all the characters. There's one scene with the with the actual main character from the TV show in it, but this is. Uh, the show or the movie itself is more based um, on the secondary character from the TV show. Yeah, it's based on Jesse. Right, and uh, Ryan, Brian Cranston uh, is barely in this. He's at the very what the last very end of it. There's like a what five minute scene yes. with him in it, I guess. Yeah, something like that. But it also it's amazing how how much it fills out a segment of the show that uh, was never uh, really talked about when Jesse is in the in the cage and has to make uh, drugs for that cartel. Right. Uh, I I like how how they fill uh, that timeline because we we didn't really know much about that timeline. That's one of the things that I I think uh, they did very cleverful in 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 this. And I I have to say that him uh, the desperation of Jesse trying to get over the border to Canada is 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 very clear especially in one of the scenes that was definitely my favorite scene of the movie when he's when we see him stripping down uh, the apartment uh, of one of its in chapters and we see the devastation of 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 how much he looks for his money it was really 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 awesomely filmed from uh, of a uh, up above and like seeing him destroy this apartment to look for this money that he is desperate to find. Yeah, the, the apartment reminds me. There was some stuff in here that like, if you watched it twice, it would not be confusing, but the first time you see this, some of the timeline right. is incredibly like, where am I now? Am I in the future? Am I in the past? Right. Uh, and you have to just pay attention to Jesse's uh, face is it cut up is it not cut up is his hair cut right. is his hair not cut those are the only things to indicate whether or not it's the future or the past they don't give you any uh, title card that says oh now it's now now it's then now it's now um right. they let you figure that out on your own which i do like about it it's just the mm -hmm. at first you're like okay what the hell is, where am i what's happening um right which i wouldn't say is a bad thing in this movie because it's meant to be like that where uh, everything at the end comes together and, and, and culminates uh, with the ending of this, um, well, and him getting away. Right. I think that's one of the the, the, the things, like, I, I because you and me, we saw this together, and I jokingly said, you will be a uh, lumberjack in, 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 uh, in Canada, and you meet Dexter. I really like this ending. Uh, where uh, that's why I, I wanted to make sure that it, this was spoiler filled. I like that we don't really see what happens to him when he comes over from Canada because it feels like his journey almost was done there. 
Do you understand what I mean? Right, exactly. And, well, I mean, I liked it in the sense that it leaves it open and it leaves you going, okay, right. um, he continued with the rest of his life and uh, you just get to make up what happens in the future in your own head. Um, right. But at the same time, it was... Like, when I saw the trailer for this movie, and there's giant explosions and stuff in it, <clears throat> the ending was a little um, less uh, crazy exciting than I was expecting it to be, but I think I was comparing yeah. the ending of this to the end of the actual series, which the ending of the right. series was a giant shootout where everybody dies. Uh, so right. it was a little lackluster compared to the ending of the series, but it does have a very good wrap-up as far as... Um, the Jesse Pinkman, Pinkman character. Uh, right. And, uh, yeah, overall, I give it a 8, solid 8. What'd you give it? Yeah, I give it an 8 as well. I, I, I think it's just uh, that good. And uh, I'm very happy to hear that they are not going to continue giving us small bits about this. This was the last time he, he is going to provide that role. I'm very happy that I confirmed that this isn't like a uh, introduction to a Jesse show, like uh, Better Call Saul was. Right. Let's talk about Maleficent. Disney. Whoa! You haven't seen the first one, have you? No. I think I know kind of the concept of it, though. It's kind of just a, an amalgamation of different uh, fairy tales, right? Uh, well, it's a new version of uh, Sleeping Beauty, the first one. Right, okay. So, But it's more based off maybe the book than like the di actual Disney version. No, it's it's based on absolutely imagination. Oh, okay. But yeah, I really loved the first one, so when I saw this was coming, I was kind of skeptic because I really liked the first one. Obviously, they're focused a lot on the visuals of it in this trailer. I mean, visually, right. it looks all right, I guess. Yeah, um, I will talk a little about that a little later. But yeah, I it's it's a strange movie. Anyway, uh, Luke, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Malefic Maleficent travels to a grand old <laughs> castle to celebrate young Aurora's upcoming wedding to Pr Prince Philip. Well, there she meets Aurora's future mother-in-law, a convincing queen who hatches a devious plot to destroy the land's fairies. Hoping to stop her, uh, they join forces with a seasoned warrior and a group of outcasts to battle the queen and her powerful army. 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb is what I'm seeing, 43% on Metacritic, and 92% of Google users liked it. <clears throat> so what kind of reviews did you find? Okay, I went to the Facebook. <coughs> I've got a couple here. Uh, Nikki Green says, uh, One of the best magical fairy tales, uh, fairy tale movies ever, Angelina jo 
uh, Angelina is one of the best female actresses of all time. It is a great family movie indeed. I gave it 10 out of 10. Uh, mm. Imian Candy says, uh, just finished watching it. I nearly cried. It was way better than I had expected. Mm-hmm. Yep. What did you think of this movie, from? Uh, yeah, I went into this kind of skeptical because I, like I said, I'm a very, uh, I love the first one, and I think one of the reasons why I love the first one is that it focuses so much on Maleficent. Uh, to be a movie that's called Maleficent: The Mistress of Evil. There's a very much lack of Maleficent in this Maleficent movie. That's <laughs> okay. my biggest problem about this. I think uh, where the first one focuses on her story about like how she... Sh- and then that's what I liked about the first movie. They totally like make her a secondary character in her own movie. And focuses on the princess uh, of the first movie. I don't, I didn't mind that, but I I felt it was kind of marketed falsely, because I wanted more of Maleficent than less of of the the princess. But when that is said, it's not a bad uh, movie, but it's definitely not what I wanted. I think when uh, Angelina Jolie is in this movie is when this movie is on its best. I do think that uh, uh, Ella, Ella Shanning, is that her name? I think that's her name, right? That plays the princess. You got, uh, me. You got me. Right. Um, but I, I, I just don't... I don't especially enjoy uh, Ella, Ellie Fanning, Ellie Fanning, that plays uh, Princess Ado- uh, Aurora. Okay. She's a good actor, but she's she's not as good as Angelina Jolie. I loved Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie. She was fucking amazing balls as the heel. Uh, but uh, this was directed by Joachim Rönning, a Norwegian guy, so that was also fun. But I give it a 7. Okay, well, you got to be careful, Fro, that now that you've seen that movie. Uh, because uh, according to Winnie Wadle from Facebook, uh, why would anyone want to take their children to see such a dark, evil movie, let alone go by yourself? Be careful of witchcraft and witches. You, you may be inviting demons, Fro. To live within yourself and your children. It's okay. I have the Holy Spirit, according uh, to right. the course in miracles. So but I you saw that movie, so okay. there's a good chance that you also have demons in you. So uh, I will let them battle it out. <laughs> the Holy Spirit and the demons are fighting within Fro <laughs> right now. <laughs> Who will win? Follow another digital system <laughs> next week. <laughs> <laughs> I come out and suddenly like, hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another digital system. And just head, your head is spinning around, you're vomiting in everywhere. Right. Yeah. And I talk Latin. Exactly. Uh, but um, what other movie came out this week, Look, uh, Zombieland Double Tap. 
uh, Zombie Slayers, Tallahassee, Columbus, Witcha, uh, and Little Rock leave the conf confines of the White House to travel to Graceland in Memphis, Tennessee. Along the way, they encounter other post-apocalyptic warriors and a group of survivors who find refuge in a commune. The scrappy fighters must now rely on their wits and weapons more than ever as they soon find themselves in a relentless battle against smarter, faster, and seemingly indestructible zombies. 66% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 56% uh, on Metacritic, and 92% liked it on Google. Uh, starring uh, everybody in the world. Uh, Woody Harrelson, <laughs> Emma Stone, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Everybody in the world. So, uh, this is uh, the first um, movie in your bracket of uh, the movie bets. So, go, let's go Maleficent. How much did you get for Maleficent, Luke? Right, opening weekend. Uh, wow, they changed the whole thing. They changed the format since last week. Um, opening weekend, 36.9, so about 37 million uh, for mm -hmm. Maleficent. And did Zombieland 2 do better than that? Let's see. 26.8 uh, million for the opening mm. weekend on this one. So I was expecting Zombieland to do a little better than that, to be honest. Um, but I guess people were more interested in seeing the Disney Maleficent film than Zombieland 2. I mean, they they were both sequels, right? So they kind of already both oh. had a built-in audience. I don't think they're splitting... The, I don't think the audience that was going to one is going to the other, necessarily, so... No. You could still put those two movies together and you would not be Joker. That's true. That's all I have to <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, yeah... Uh, so now you have to hope that Black and Blue, a movie I never heard of, Countdown, a movie I never heard of, and the current war director's cut, a movie I never heard of, will beat the Joker. I think I can start thinking about... Yeah, you go uh, ahead and just my come up with a topic, because I don't think, <laughs> I don't think anything's beating Joker this month. I think maybe I can think of a topic. <laughs> I think maybe I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying that I'm super <laughs> in the lead, but I, I. I think. I think maybe if I said, "Hey, let's do it this way," all the movies you have in your brackets can be the Joker. <laughs> I think. I think even if I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you, I would probably still win. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry about Joker, Luke. I'm so sorry. Uh, not, not a problem. Uh, okay, plugs. AudibleTrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a free book and a free trial at Audible. Uh, cancel any time and keep the free book. Uh, Pod All The Time Network. Go check them out on Twitter. Uh, from... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do I do a wrestling show with somebody called Bill? Called that wrestling show? Yes, I do. We talk about all news in professional wrestling, and we will talk about this uh, TNA uh, Impact 
it's not called TNA anywhere, anywhere, anymore. Anyway, anyway, still... everybody still calls it TNA, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody called it TNA on the call. But yeah, we will talk about that. We will talk about the Wednesday Night War. Um, and we will probably not talk about the Masked Singer because the Masked Singer is on hiatus and I'm kind of sad. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Shark Spunt, uh, uh, Sh- uh, South Park podcast, where we talk about all the new episodes of South Park. Yeah, go check out those podcasts as well. That's a ton of content if you include those two podcasts, our podcast, and everything on Pod All the Time Network. You're covered for the whole week. There you go. Boom. Uh, Boom. All right. Boom. Coming Ooh. next week, news hey. news of the week. Oh, let's, oh. let's talk about a little in the Jeremy round because I actually have something for you in the Jeremy round. Okay. Uh, I, like I said, I watched a lot of YouTube this week. Uh, Joe Rogan came out with a podcast uh, this week uh, with uh, the religion professor himself, uh, Dawkins, Dawkins, Richard Dawkins. Right. Yeah. Did you see that? I saw clips of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Okay. It's just one hour. Right. Okay. So maybe I did see the whole thing because I probably saw an hour of clips, to be honest. (laughs) Okay. Sometimes Uh, if if I'm busy in the week, I'll go to the, you know, JRE Clips page on YouTube and it's it's easy to get most of the content right there. But yeah, no, that was a super interesting uh, episode. I like Richard Dawkins. I... His book uh, helped me tremendously when I I was becoming an atheist. Right. I mean, he's to be honest. I would say the grandfather of atheism, or whatever you want to say. It it he's he's the when people think atheism, especially on the other side of things, they think Dawkins most of the time. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Rogan also came out uh, with an interview uh, of two hours and 15 minutes of Edward Snowden. I'm not going to talk much about that because Luke has not seen it. So I'm going to guess that we will talk about that next week because it came out uh, two hours after you have went to bed or something. Uh, something like that because I went to bed pretty late last night. Uh, but uh, right. yeah, it came out just after I went to bed because I woke up this morning and saw it because you posted it to our to our Skype, and um, it had it said seven hours. It was posted seven hours ago, and that was when I woke up. So there you go. That right. I've slept for eight hours, about I guess. So um, yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see it, but you say uh, there's audio issues, so it's not a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of just one sided talking, is what you told me. Yeah, um, there's a lot of Edward Snowden talking, but I like his. Uh, speaking, so I didn't mind that. Right. Did he bring up anything about what's going on with Julian Assange or any of that come come up? Uh, not so much. Okay. He, he talked about the election and things like that. It was okay, interesting. That, yeah, that part but, I, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in, for sure. Uh, um, speaking of which, uh, I was, did you watch the video I sent you with the interview with Jill Stein? I think it was on Stati- I did. Uh, Status Coup, right? Yes. And her thing that she's been coming out and defending herself against Hillary with is uh, ranked choice voting, which we've talked about in the past Mm -hmm. here. 
and how I'm a fan of it, and how the Australians do their voting system. Uh, they use ranked choice voting. Uh, I like how Jill Stein has been bringing it out, saying, why isn't anybody who is against Russian interference not for ranked choice voting? Because ranked choice voting would completely eliminate the possibility of anybody interfering in our election. But nobody seems to be fighting for that. I'm all for ranked choice voting. I don't know. Uh, I think so, yeah. PewDiePie got banned in China. That was oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> More China stuff, mm-hmm. man. They, yeah. Jesus. Uh, Chile. Did you see what's happening in Chile? Oh, I was uh, thinking you, you t- were talking about the dish. Oh. <laughs> it's like, Chile? Oh, what kind of Chile? It is the right, it's the <laughs> right season to, to make a good pot of chili right now in this in nice yeah, chili weather, yeah. you know what I mean? But, um, yes. no, the country of Chile, uh, the government has started a war on its own people, bro. And there's massive okay. violence and outbreaks, and it's kind of being tossed under the rug by the rest of the media. Uh, but yeah, I saw a few people talking about it, and I saw a few videos, and it was pretty brutal what's going on down there. The president is literally attacking his own people. Uh, let's talk uh, a little about the reviews of WWE2K20. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty, this looks like a shit game. I just saw a lot of clips of it, like clips of uh, the the problems Ooh. with it and photos and things of the things that are like, there's one very, very Ooh. iconic one of, uh, what's, what's her name? Charlotte Flair. And she's doing the, right. her finishing move. And the referee Ooh. is like stuck halfway through her body. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. It looks awful. 19 was an amazing game, but uh, one of the best uh, 2K games. But again, I have no interest in getting 20. It looks like they just rushed it out to get it out before Christmas is what it looked like to me. Well, the thing is that they, uh, in the middle of the process, uh, the publisher had to shift the company that did their uh, graphics. Oh, okay. So... Uh, the, this new company that took over, everybody is like, oh shit, this is going to be in trouble because like they had three months or something like that. Uh, very, very stupid <laughs> to to get everything in order. Ah. So it's, uh, it's because of uh, those things uh so it was it, they were rushing before. they were rushing it out but the reason they were rushing it out is because yes. they switched over to a different group of people who were doing the graphics that makes sense right yeah it looks okay. terrible and it's hilarious yeah go just look it up on youtube look up like the clips of the video game plenty of people have come out with the funny clips about it so but it's so fucking lame amazing yeah uh, but yeah, I've I watched a lot of uh, of things on on YouTube this week that had to do with a uh, uh, English situation. We have kept an eye on it. There's no news about it right now, so we will probably talk about it next week. So that's why we haven't had a we're, me screaming extra extra news. But coming up next week, like you said, we will we'll do Undone episode seven. Uh, we will have another digital review of Countdown. Is that where they sing? It's the final countdown. Is yep. that? 
Uh, yeah, totally. It's a movie. Actually, it's a documentary all about the ball uh, at in Times Square at New York. <laughs> that would even be fun. <laughs> uh, we will do news of the week. Uh, then we have an interesting main topic: Denver Airport conspiracy. What is this? Uh, the Denver Airport conspiracy is a collection, actually, of conspiracy theories. These theorists most commonly claim that this airport is a new secret headquarters or compound used by the Illuminati, New World Order, neo-Nazis, or reptoid aliens. Mm. Yep. <laughs> so, Area 51 just for planes. They claim that Denver Airport is, like... When the Illuminati starts the end of the world, that's where all the Illuminati people are going to go to be, like, shipped off to some underground secret base. You know what I mean? Cool. But there's a lot of things to go in, uh, different conspiracy theories involved around it as well. So we'll go into all of those things next week. Nice. Okay, are you ready to guess uh, some news? Sure, okay. And you want me to go first this time or you want to go first? I will go first. Okay. Uh, I think Google will announce a new thing that we have never heard of and think is super cool. I think that uh, the Norwegian king suddenly has to go out of power. And I think Donald Trump tells the world he wants to become a woman. I think uh, there'll probably be something about Sophia, the uh, robot, going crazy, uh, uh, you know, in uh, Saudi Arabia. Right. Sophia the robot. She's going to go crazy. Mm -hmm. uh I bet PewDiePie gets in trouble again. That's probably a good one. Good guess. I'm guessing that probably oh, happens. Uh, and let's see. Last one. Um, something to do with uh, rockets being sold to uh, some country in the Middle East is going to be a big story. Yeah. Ooh, good guess. Okay. What's your name? My name's Luke. My name is Frog. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.